0: My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 100. Yes, you heard it right. We are at 100 episodes of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. This has been quite a journey, and I am so grateful to all the amazing guests I've shared this space with. And today's guest does not disappoint. What better way to ring in our 100th episode than with the girl who has been there and drank that? I think you know who I'm talking about. Shay from Boozeless Babes is here to tell us all about her recovery journey, how life and being on stage in the Big Apple has changed her relationship with alcohol, and so much more. This is such a fantastic episode, and I love how down-to-earth and relatable Shay is. So let's get into it. Are you doing alcohol-free August, or what about sober September? Here's the thing. With the 30 Days to Gain Booze-Free Challenge, you don't need to wait to the beginning of the month or even the middle of the month. You can start a 30-day booze-free challenge whenever you want. Don't wait to the beginning of the month to see what you have to gain when you put down booze for 30 days. Better sleep? Younger-looking skin? Clearer mind? The possibilities are endless. Join the 30 Days to Gain Booze-Free Challenge now head to a sobergirlsguide.com. Jay, hey. I am so excited to talk to you. How are I you doing so- today? Oh my gosh, I'm doing great. I'm
1: so excited to talk to you too. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Where in the world are you right now?
1: Oh, I'm in Southern California. So I am Hanging out, um, you know, my old stomping, stomping grounds, whatever you call, whatever you call that. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually live in New York, um, but I've been here for four months. Wow. So lots of family time, which has been wonderful. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of a crazy time living out of uh, rolling bags and not having your own drawers or your own stuff. (laughs) So it's been interesante for sure.
0: (laughs) And now, like, was moving uh, back to California with your parents, was that because of COVID, or or what was the reason?
1: Yeah, it was because of COVID. Um, I haven't moved back here permanently. Uh, My boyfriend and I have been out here for four months, like I said, and we're actually planning to go back to New York uh, quite shortly here. We're going to go back for two weeks, just check in. We're still paying for our apartment in New York, and all of our stuff's still there. I feel like yeah, there was like rumor of the lockdown and we kind of like snuck out in the dead of night and like <laughs> on a flight because we were like, no, we can't get stuck. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of crazy, but we're super thankful we got out before it got super crazy in New York. Yeah. But New York's like now the place to be. I mean, now Southern California is the hot spot and we're right? like, oh, shoot. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just migrating. Um <laughs> And how has it been being back in your old stomping grounds?
1: It's been great. I mean, California, is it's been a nice change of pace because, I mean, I love the hustle and bustle of New York City. I'm a performer, so I'm like always auditioning and running from place to place and hustling and working. And I love that and I miss that a lot. But it has been nice to take a step back, like enjoy the fresh air and outdoors, not all the smog and (laughs) trash-filled streets sometimes of New York, you know. But um. (laughs) It's been great, just going on walks and being able to, you know, have some kind of freedom, have a front yard and a backyard. So oh. it's been little things like that that we've yes. taken advantage of for sure.
0: Absolutely. Now you founded No Booze Babes, one of my yes. favorite Instagram accounts. Oh like, my gosh! Thank so, you. So so cute. Um, but I want to know Shay before No Booze Babes. Can you kind of mm-hmm. take us back to um, what you what your what your life was like before no no booze babes?
1: Absolutely. Well, I so I've lived in New York for um, quite a while now. Um, I went to college in Boston and I went to school for musical theater. So musical theater is my absolute passion and um, you know dream to be on Broadway. So I moved to New York straight after that, and that's really where my heavy drinking began. Um, Just that post-college life, uh, feeling kind of lost. I went through a big breakup. My parents got divorced. I felt I was alone in the city. Um, So I, you know, started drinking and I I work in the service industry, you know, Mm -hmm. that actor life, that survival job, like working, serving jobs, which, you know, I'm so grateful for. And um, I love because you meet so many new people, all that stuff. But I mean, it is such a huge drinking community in the industry. Uh, so, you know, you work till, you know, 3 a.m. and you go out drinking or you're sneaking drinks at work. So I kind of got into some bad patterns. Mm-hmm. And that's where that really began because I really didn't drink in high school. I was like the good girl. I was like, um, you know, the senior secretary and all these things. And um, so I never really drank. And it wasn't until like I think sophomore year of college that I, you know, started to drink a little bit. I was in a sorority. But, um, you know, theater's always been my number one. So I'm very strict when it comes to that. Like when I'm in shows, I don't drink. I like, you know, I'm very regimented because I want to protect my voice. And um, Mm. that's just, you know, what my priority is. But um, yeah, going back to living in New York, I mean, it's a fast paced city. Um, Bars are open till 4am. There are like, you know, those parties that are like warehouse parties that, you know, go till 7am. So there's so much opportunity and it's overwhelming. And so I think moving there, um, fresh out of like a breakup and out of college and kind of finding my way, uh, I just kind of, you know, would go out till the sun rose and I picked up some pat- bad patterns to kind of cope with how I was feeling. And, um, you know, I'd go to work super hungover and then I would just go out the next, you know, the next night. It was just a vicious cycle for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I booked a national tour where I actually, it took me away from the city and I traveled all over, um, the U S and we went to Tokyo for two weeks and it was such a blessing because, you know, of course I wasn't drinking on the road and I was being more careful and, um, you know, but still, when I came back to new york, i I did pick up drinking again, um you know, more of that like social life, going to happy hours, going to rooftops, like living our dreams, because that's what I thought that meant. Yes. Um, you know, I thought living your best life meant that, like you had a glass of rose in your hand, and I very much fell into, you know, that glamorization of alcohol. Um, so, yeah. Um, but you know what? I had questioned my relationship with alcohol a bit. Um, I had had some scary nights. So I would take breaks. I would do like dry Januaries, no drink Novembers. But then as soon as, you know, the first of the next month rolled around, I was like out and, you know, already already pretty drunk after like two beers because my body had like, you know, kind of gotten rid of that alcohol and that toxicity right. for a month. Yeah. Um, so really I... I always knew that like, you know, maybe I didn't have the best relationship and I had always had this voice or this gut feeling that was like, uh, you know, life I think would be better without drinking, but I can't imagine it without it. Like everything's surrounded by drinking. My job is I'm like, you know, they tell you in the service industry to like make sure cocktails get on the table right away and like upsell and this and that. And you have, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm constantly was surrounded by it, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I just realized that it was negatively affecting my life. And especially, you know, I'm 28 years old and in my late twenties, um, those hangovers got pretty gnarly Mm -hmm. and, um, I was one to definitely black out. Um, so that was frightening. Um, I was just talking to my mom about that the other day that like, you know, there were so many nights that I hopped in cabs or hopped in Ubers and like, I woke up the next morning, not, really knowing how I got home and I'd have to like check my bank account and be like, did I take an Uber? How much money did I spend? Did I tip okay at the bar? Like, because I couldn't recall that. And that was very scary. Um, but of course it didn't stop me. I kept going cause I thought it was normal. Like all my friends were out drinking and clubbing and getting bottle service. And so you think that, you know, it's like quote unquote normal, like what you're doing and what your behavior is, is normal. So I thought it was for so long. Um, I remember a guy that I worked with, you know, we had in the service industry, like wine tastings and cocktail tastings and people come in and tell us about these different spirits. And, um, you know, they were trying to educate us so that we could sell that off the wine list or sell this or that cocktail. And one of the guys I was working with was like, Oh no, like I don't drink. And I remember my response was, I'm so jealous. Oh, and i'm like
0: totally. you know
1: kind of replaying that back i'm like the fact that i was jealous that he you know didn't drink like i had the power to stop drinking all along like i had that power within me but i yeah. didn't realize that i could i i could live a booze free life i just thought it was like okay you're 21 in the states and then you know the world is your oyster you can go out and do whatever you want and You know, I think drinking, you look at your parents and you look at adults drinking and you think it's something adult and classy and Mm. all these things. And so you want that. You want
0: sophisticated.
1: Totally. Yes. You know, I fell into that and, you know, um, I got into relationship with, you know, my partner that I have now. And um, I think also when someone else gets involved in someone that you love and you, When you realize that your drinking is starting to affect that relationship, not only the relationship with yourself, Mm. it's like a big mirror in front of you and you're like, you can't can't deny it, you know, like, so it was scary and, you know, I'd get into like little fights or tiffs and I wouldn't even remember what they were about. Like, I just, you know, I've talked to my boyfriend, Matt, and he said the only times that he was you know, worried for me or worried like, is this relationship going to work out was when I was drinking because I was a social drinker. I was, you know, got so caught up in like the music and the dancing and the socializing and, you know, my glass is empty. And then what do you do next? You refill it or you get another. And so I wasn't ever counting or keeping track of my alcohol consumption. And that got me in a lot of trouble. Like, you know, I would black out, I would say or do things that I would never do sober. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I just, we ended up going to this wedding and long story short, it was a terrible blackout. I was super anxious. I took Full advantage of the open bar. I called myself an Uber. I was stumbling everywhere. I, like, Mm. you know, was crying my eyes out to my boyfriend all night long, hysterical, just that, like, drunk, those drunk tears that, like, just heighten all of your emotions. And obviously, I was so sick the next day, and I was like, I just can't keep doing this to myself. I can't continue having this anxiety. I can't continue this relationship and making. You know, making myself feel like, wow, is this the person that I am? Like, am I this terrible person that I turn into when I'm drunk? Like, is alcohol really truth serum, like people say? And that's my true self? Like, how frightening that! Yeah, so I finally was like, you know, (laughs) I finally cracked and um, I reached out to a um, friend I went to college with. He was very open on Facebook about his uh, journey. And when, you know, hashtag like 90 days sober and Mm -hmm. all of, you know, kind of track his progress. And so I texted him and I was like, Hey, I know it's been a while, but you know, I really admire you. And, um, I love that you've shared, you know, your journey and your story. And, you know, I've questioned my relationship with alcohol for a while myself. Like I would love to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. And, He was like, call me right now. So pretty much broke down to him. Um, We talked for a really long time. And he suggested This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. Um, I started looking into, you know, the sober community on Instagram. I found you. I found, you know, so many other inspiring accounts that made me see these beautiful, powerful women women like yourself, you know, living a boost-free life. And I was like, oh, it is possible to you know, live a life without alcohol and succeed and be happy. And, um, you know, of course it comes with ups and downs, but I was like, I am so ready to make a change in my life. Mm -hmm. And at first, you know, I was, I was scared to say like, I'm never drinking again. Like I thought that (laughs) sounded scary and very final. So I started out.
0: Right. It's like like forever is terrifying.
1: Absolutely. So I committed to three months of no alcohol. Okay. And I was like, cool, I will do that. And then I will reassess. And so I read Quit Lit. I, you know, engaged with people in the sober community. I followed more accounts. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, really just like dove into this other world I didn't even know existed. And it was this beautiful, amazing, supportive world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, after those three months, I felt like myself. I didn't know I really lost myself to begin with. I thought I had this confidence and I thought I was this positive person. And I always have been that way, but it was just like colors were more vibrant and like everything was more beautiful. And I felt empowered that I like, you know, cut this
0: addictive substance out of my life like that i used to you know have just i think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023 say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies made with ashwagandha root l-theanine gaba chamomile flour and lemon balm these gluten-free vegan non-gmo gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly safely Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to VibeGummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. At the ready in my fridge and, you know... Um...
1: I thought it was so cool to have like a bar with all the different spirits and, you know, I started filling my fridge with seltzers, club soda, you know, club soda, kombucha, all that stuff. And, you know, of course I went through the cravings and everything like that, but really the pros were outweighing the cons. And then I, after those three months, I was like, okay, I'm going to go a little bit farther. Like I had, I have two concerts coming up in the next three weeks. Like I'm going to go another three weeks knowing all like all along after those three months, like, oh, this is the life that I want to live. Yeah. Being alcohol free. Um so I really I never looked back. I took those three months and now um in two weeks it'll be a year.
0: Whoa. I know. It's crazy. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's been the most incredible and rewarding, you know, gift I could have ever given myself. And um yeah. So that's kind of how No Booze Babes started is of course, okay. you know, there's this incredible support on Instagram that of course I talked about and didn't know about. And um, so I started No Booze Babes, I think like five months ago. So it's been, it still feels fresh, but it's been incredible. And of course, so No Booze Babes is a community of sober and sober curious babes. Um, and I say who have been there, drank that and are looking to live their best lives booze free because it's so true. It's like, you don't know how beautiful life can be without booze because we're shown that you need it to have a good time. You need it to yeah. be social. You need it to succeed. You need it to celebrate. So, you know, I really want to celebrate being sober and, uh, you know, you do such a great job with your account, like keeping it real and like making it approachable. And that's really what, you know, no booze babes. I Want it to glamorize being alcohol free because it really is an incredible lifestyle. It, It really is. So, I'm so it's been so amazing to connect with babes from all over the world and you know, every part of their journey just starting out or 10 years sober. You know, like I think in this community, it's so important that we lift each other up and we cheer each other on because I mean, surrounding yourself with that support and knowing you're not alone is huge. And I know it helped me so much in the beginning.
0: Absolutely. And it's funny that you say, um, you know, approachable and different options. Like, I, I mean, we've for years, we've only been kind of dealt this one card, like, oh, there's one path to be like funny, successful. Um, you know, this is what you do in your career is drink, like we've only mm-hmm. had that one path. But then also, I mean, when I was trying to get sober, like 10 years ago, like in, the, oh, in the olden days God, you're amazing in the old days a, you Uh-oh. are an inspiration you're
1: that's like that's the goal <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks but like there was there was okay you either drink or you don't drink and if you do drink again that's it you're going to die like there was no yeah. kind of like inspiration mm. there was no like brighter side there was no like you said an approachable like uh, approach to mm. booze free it was all like drink and die. Like, this is it's very black and white. Um, and I think, you know, having accounts like you uh, show just different perspectives and, you know, that the sun is going to rise tomorrow and it's going to be like beautiful and better than you ever imagined. Um, because it's one thing to say it, right? But mm-hmm. with accounts like yours, you're actually doing it and showing. And I think that is what is really influential. Um, well,
1: thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's absolutely changed my life and I know it's changed so many others. And so I try, you know, my, my feet is very pink and sparkly and all of these things, but I, you know, I want to show different babes and, you know, other women, I mean, it could be men, it could be women. Of course, it's a lot of pink. Sorry guys. Um, but you know, guys are babes too. Um, you know, I want it, you know, to show that, it's fabulous being booze free and like you're your true self all the time. And like you don't need booze in your glass to be classy and be elegant and all of these things that we're told for so long. Like yeah. it is glamorous to be booze free and feel beautiful in your own skin and remember everything you say and do. I mean, how amazing and powerful is that? Yes. Um, and so, to be
0: present, like just oh, being percent. <laughs> yes.
1: Like go out and like live your dreams and like, you know you can be sober and social, and the best yeah. part is you're gonna remember everything you're gonna remember your interactions, you're gonna remember you know your awkward moves on the dance floor and you're gonna have embraced that you know like it's it's just it's an amazing thing, and I just obviously want to shout it from the dang rooftops so yeah. that's what that's <laughs> what no babes is just like celebrating being sober and yeah. like you know and loving that sober skin that you're in and you know surrounding yourself with other like-minded people and uh yeah it's just i'm very passionate about it obviously <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> as are it. you i know i love it i love it I, you know and then talking about you know being real and authentic and present and stuff is there any kind of like part in your journey or any this episode is sponsored by better help a common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Times that you feel maybe a little too present, like it gets a little too real and you're like, whoa, like, cause you know, everything's very pink and sparkly and happy. Mm -hmm. Is there any part of your journey that's like, whoa, okay, this is some like real shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, especially about my feed too, like obviously it has that pink look and sparkly and all of those things. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, like a lot of my, um, you know, posts are, some real talk and some real shit that I've gone through or that I've talked to other babes about. And th- though it has like a pink background, like, you know, we do get into the nitty gritty as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not all, I know it's not all rainbows and butterflies and, you know, sobriety, it's freaking hard. And it is, um, you know, it's filled with ups and downs. Um, And I definitely talk about that on No Booze Babes. It just might happen to have a glittery background while we're talking about it. Because I was like, you know, um, just to, again, make it approachable and make it, you know, appealing that like, you know, I don't know, I guess make this booze-free lifestyle more appealing because it is Mm. so rewarding. Yes. Um, So yeah, I mean, I mean, I have so many stories that like, you know,
0: what has been your most like challenging moment through your almost one year now? Of sober? Oh, crazy. Yeah. Um, my
1: most challenging moment, um, I really think it was the beginning of my journey, just figuring it out. I mean, I think that it's so interesting because um, obviously, you know, acknowledging cravings, especially yeah. in the beginning, you know. Um, I remember having my first craving and it just like sticks with me. Cause I was like, okay, like I almost needed to like step back, be like, okay, Shay. So I remember I was cooking dinner in my kitchen in New York. da 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 da, da. And I was like, I want a glass of wine. Like I just, I want a glass of wine. And mm. then I had to, um, I voiced it to my boyfriend too. Cause I was like, I need to tell someone, you know, I think, yeah, support having someone that you can confide in. I was like, okay, I just want you to know like this is what I'm craving. This is what I want. Like I want to open a bottle of wine and do this. Um, but yeah. then just kind of breathing through it and having to kind of deal with deal with it, like acknowledge it and be like, okay, so let's break this down. Why do I want this glass of wine? Is it because alcohol is freaking addictive and I want that and my body's used to that mm-hmm. is it because I want the taste of wine is it because I associate cooking dinner um, with mm-hmm. pouring myself a glass of wine and enjoying it so um, you know then I you know looked at my fridge and busted out a club soda and poured it in my wine glass and called it a day and just mm-hmm. I mean having just kind of acknowledging the cravings and allowing myself to To acknowledge them and not be like, oh shit, like I'm having this craving, like I'm a terrible person, like I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, You know, taking that pause and kind of, you know, figuring figuring out my path and figuring out what works for me and figuring out how to set myself up, set myself up for success. Mm -hmm. And you know, that meant getting rid of the booze that was usually in my um, fridge and you know, replacing it and you know, not having it just readily available um, because I really wanted to succeed. I know, you know, with those three months, like I was like, just so determined to get through those three months. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say the cravings and also, you know, friendships change when you, you know, become sober and when you cut booze out of your life, you kind of realize Mm -hmm. what friendships revolve around going out for drinks or going out to clubs and drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, So friendships change. And I think I feel really lucky. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are very supportive and You know, not all of them were super like gung-ho. Um, I definitely had friends be like so how long is this happening for like Oh, yeah. are you really going to keep doing this? You know, I think dealing with those questions and staying strong about my choice was hard at first yeah. um, but um, You know, I knew that this was something I had to do for myself and that I wanted to do for myself so you know if my friends supported me great and most of them did um and those who didn't i just dealt with it and i just stuck to my guns and um you know stood up to them and was like you know this is a choice i'm making and i really hope that you can respect that because it, i mean it's not affecting our friendship you know mm-hmm. uh, my sister said a quote and it's so good it's like you know you can support me when my head's over the toilet and i'm throwing up but you can't support me in my decision to live a better life for myself you know, like mm, that wow. that's a little bit, you know, put yeah. that in a perspective. It's like, okay, you can support me and like hand me shots. And right when I walk in the door and all these things, But you can't support this choice that I'm, you know, I'm trying to better my life and better myself. And, you know, you're kind of like shitting on that. It's, you know, yeah. it, it kind of makes you look a little bit differently at your friendships and right. Yeah. So I think dealing with that too. And I mean, a lot of babes bring this up to me and I was right there with them at the beginning, like figuring out how to like order drinks at the bar and, you know, how to deal with people who give you crap about, about being booze free or who you're like, Oh, so you just want like, you know, I ordered a Virgin Bloody Mary somewhere cause I like like tomato juice and like some olives and stuff, you know, like yeah. let me be me. So I ordered that. He's like, so you want tomato juice? And I was like, Yeah. I do. Thank you very much. You know, yeah. like just having,
0: do you want a tip to stand up. is probably yeah, the more right? important question.
1: <laughs> I know it's like so I silly. Go else. yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. you know, just, I mean, a lot of the times when people give you a hard time, it's more of a reflection on them. And I, I had to of learn course. that. Um, yeah. Maybe they're not so happy with their relationship with alcohol. I'm sure I would have been the same way. I'm sure I was that person like, really? Like, you don't want to have this or come on, you know? And right, that like makes me cringe. Um, but you know, I, like I said, I've been in the service industry. I mean, I'm always like, can we start up with cocktails? Like, right. God, how triggering can that be for someone who's trying to be booze free? Who's, you know, struggling with their relationship with alcohol? It just, it's definitely, you know, I when I was in New York, which it's been four months, but you know, I'm I'm still serving tables and you know, I have a job, I got a new job and it was the first one that I've been sober. So that was a whole.
0: When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skin care is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self care. With over 27 years of seaweed infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty free, and climate neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
1: whole new thing. Like, you know, you have to try all the drinks and you have to be able to describe them and you take all these tests and even navigating like okay, how do I, you know, I'm just meeting these people. How do I navigate saying like, oh, I can't try the cocktails. I can't this and that. And, you know, they teach you how to approach a table and the different spiels and they push getting cocktails on the table before they push getting water. And that is not okay with me. And, you know, they have like these um, undercover people who come in and dine at your table and then they give a report back to, um your managers about like how you did and it's like secret shoppers. Yeah. And, you know, you would get points off for not offering cocktails right away. And what? Yes. They you there's like a certain specific time that you have to have cocktails on the table, drinks. You have to ask like literally you're supposed to ask them for cocktails before you even ask them for water. I'm like, they just sat down. Like even if they do want a drink, they haven't even looked at the dang menu. Like, you know, it's interesting you know, being sober and my whole spiel has changed. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm not pushing cocktails on people. I know that that's, you know, going to help like the bill get higher and all this stuff. But like, now that I am sober, like- I am more aware of, you know, what if people don't drink for religious reasons? What if they're pregnant and they haven't told their friends? What if they're struggling with alcoholism? What if they're at the beginning of their journey or they've been sober for five years? Like you don't know anyone's position or anyone's life. So it's like I have changed my spiels and changed the way that I approach even being a server because of, you know, my life choice because I'm sober myself. So
0: Interesting. Yeah. Making an assumption that these, your customers are going to drink. So it's like, what? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I get it. Like my, you know, I, I work at a place or I did work at a place that was attached to a club. So oftentimes it was like shot trees and sake bombs and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. that's a lot. Um, Mm-hmm. and i you know I don't feel particularly comfortable. I'm never going to push alcohol on anyone because you know I think if I were a girl at the table. Back when I was in my prime of drinking and you know just so lost, if someone yeah. was pushing something on me, especially a person that was serving me, I'd probably give in. And I don't want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable for not drinking. And you know, I add in like non-alcoholics to my uh, spiel, and I add in the fact that we can make three of our drinks mocktails because
0: wow. I don't want
1: people to have to ask me for that. I want to present that right away yeah. as a sober person. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's
0: that, so cool. That's I mean, that's just. Just a, a piece of being inclusive, right? Absolutely, and giving options. That's so interesting. I never even like <laughs> looked at it from like a server's perspective.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, my sister's a server too, and she's sober as well. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, so Sid, uh, she's coming up on nine months of sobriety, and uh, she got sober after me. And it was it's been wow. really cool to have a sibling. Who's also sober. And again, that support, like, yeah. you know, some people find support from, you know, a family member or a friend they can confide in, which is what I did in the beginning, mm-hmm. or, you know, leaning on the sober support that's on Instagram, which I also did, um, or going to meetings, or going to support groups, or going to your happier hour, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, I, it, support is huge. And so it's been super awesome to, like, be there for each other and, um, you know, mix up mocktails together, have someone who totally understands it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: That's been super special. And
0: like your sister, like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a great bond. And I mean,
1: yeah, her. yeah. I have to say, so I have uh, two younger sisters and we all have similar, like we all would black out and we all, you know, had kind of similar Re- not relationships with alcohol, but the way the alcohol would affect us was very similar. So okay. we get it. And also we've yeah. seen each other, not at our best uh, <laughs> you know, we've gone out together and had weird nights together. Um, yeah. So it's been like, so amazing to, you know, see the change. And I'm so, I'm just so proud of her. And, um, you know, she's still a server and, I posted a couple of days ago about, you know, now her restaurant has the same amount of mocktails than it does cocktails on the list. And I'm like, that That's is awesome. amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, we celebrate all of those little things and it's, mm-hmm. you know, everything that should be celebrated. It's exciting to see, you know. The service industry changing and you know even my restaurant before we left and before covid broke out like they were bringing in seed lip and wow. i was like yes because if you guys didn't do this i was gonna bug you about it so thank you for yes. you know getting ahead of that
0: yeah and it's funny that you say like you have to bug these places which is like so true because i
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know talk to these brands which are small and maybe have only been around for a year or so and they're trying to get into, into the service industry, into bars and restaurants to, to be that option. Mm-hmm. But they need people bugging the, the people who are making the, the decisions yes. you know, and really voicing that like, Hey, we would like this. We need this. We, you know, we need this as an option mm-hmm. um, for, for the people who, who buy, you know, these products to bring them in to, to bars and restaurants. Absolutely, so yeah, bug away.
1: That's
0: oh yeah, bargain. and And Sid and I
1: together, like when we, you know, before COVID, when we would go out, like we went to this Mexican restaurant, and it's interesting because a lot of restaurants, even if they offer a non-alcoholic beer or um, a mocktail, a lot of times they won't put it on the menu. Some do, yeah. but a lot of the times, like. We asked, like, do you guys have a non-alcoholic beer? And the server was like, "Oh, I think we might." He didn't even know. He didn't have the knowledge of a non-alcoholic. But then he came back and he's like, "Yeah, we have a non-alcoholic Odules or whatever." But it's like they try to hide this from us. (laughs) Like, I don't, you know. I even got in an argument, and this this made me upset at the beginning of, um, you know when I was starting No Booze Babes and obviously I'm so excited about it and so passionate and I had a bartender that I used to work with and he was like, you're taking away from my business like by talking wow. about booze-free options and I was like, dude, like don't you want people to feel included if they come to your cocktail bar and like you can make them something virgin or a mocktail? You know, say they're meeting a friend out and the friend chooses your cocktail bar. Like why would you exclude people who don't drink from?" coming to your bar and having a great experience and not feeling left out. You know, Mm -hmm. he kind of came at me and, you know, it shook me a little bit because I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would be like angry at me for, you know, celebrating a booze-free life and, you know, showing these different non-alcoholic options that are available because he thought it was taking away from his business as a bartender at a cocktail bar. I was like, interesting. yeah, it was very interesting and I was kind of like, you know, I just would think you would want everyone to be happy whoever walked in your bar, whether they drink or they don't. So, um, anyway.
0: Yeah. I Um, I mean, having a non-alcoholic option, like a cocktail or a mocktail or something like that is going to be a heck of a lot more than just a soda. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're really concerned about money here, honey. uh. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And, um, yeah, so it's been interesting. I mean, I definitely am the person who's like, Hey, like what non-alcoholics do you have? What can you make a mocktail? Because Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I am so excited when I go to a place and they have a non-alcoholic section or a zero proof section. I know you've shared that a bunch. And I always like, every time you share a menu, I'm like, yes, like get it restaurant, get it together, service industry, because like, You know, I think people are starting to come around and it's been cool in New York, you know, having the pop-up bars like Listen Bar and having Sands Bar um, travel around and, you know, I'm excited for when the world goes back to normal for all of that to resume and, um, you know. Before COVID, my boyfriend's mom came into town and surprised him. And so, of course, when people come into town, what do you do? You eat and you drink. Like that's all you do. You run around New York, you're having pizza, you're having oysters, you're having all this stuff. And so, of course, me being booze free, like we went to a cocktail bar one night and I was like, okay, cool. Like totally cool. I'll get like a club soda. or I'll have them mix something up. I'm never afraid to ask them to mix up something, um, non-alcoholic, but mm-hmm. they had a whole menu with seed lip. And I literally tried every mocktail cause I was so excited. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's so exciting to see, you know, places incorporating non-alcoholic spirits and, um, you know, ha- showcasing exciting mocktails so that, you know, even babes who are starting off on their journey, they, you know, they don't have to search or they don't have to like ask if they don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. for a virgin, this or a that. Um it's, right. it, it's there on the menu and available. And so, you know, I, I I'm excited for that to continue, and I want more, you know, restaurants to incorporate that and just yes. you know keep bugging, babes, keep yes. bugging to them, keep to- bugging,
0: keep asking. Yes, I mean, even though like sometimes it is hard and uncomfortable, but it's definitely paying off. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I've seen multiple places that I've been have extensive lists and I'm just like, what? Like I freak out. I love it. Yeah. And I'm I sure 10 it. years
1: ago, that was not the case when you were, you know, no, <laughs> going out.
0: <laughs> not even an, I, I don't even think I would have asked. Yeah. Nope. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't even cross my mind to ask. Wow. Yeah. Times have changed and times are changing. And I, I just am so excited just like you about this community and, you know, supporting others and, and, and really just offering different perspectives and stories. I think this is how we heal. This is how we we come together and definitely are stronger together because of it. Yes.
1: Yes. Totally agree. Shay, I
0: have one more question for you. Okay. To anyone listening to us who is maybe thinking about getting sober or going through their recovery right now, what is one piece of advice you could offer?
1: Oh, I mean, I've been saying this this whole time, but surround yourself with support, whether that's, you know, reaching out to someone you can confide in, like I was saying, finding the Instagram community, um, which really helped me. I mean, dang, like, the Instagram sober community is so powerful. Um, so, whether that's following accounts that inspire you, whether that's searching hashtags. I know I was like the queen of searching, like sober, sober curious, da da da, like mocktails. Yeah. Um, so, I would say support is so huge um, because especially if you don't have, you know, you're not surrounded by friends who are booze free, who maybe don't fully understand why you're even choosing, um, to go booze free or to question your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's so important to know that you're not alone. Um, there there's so many of us out there who have been there, drank that, who have been in your shoes, who have been at the beginning of our journey and we've all tried to navigate it. Um, and I just say like, be so kind to yourself because I think a lot of the time it's really hard and people have slip ups and then they just let themselves um, kind of go and continue to like continue to slip and not realize that like, okay, I can have, I can have a bad day and then tomorrow is a new day and I can mm-hmm. start over and just being so kind to yourself in the beginning, especially and just throughout your journey, because I mean... The world is like putting booze right in our face all the time, commercials, ads, all of this. Like it's just, we're surrounded by it. We're in a booze obsessed world and you know, it is, it is kind of rebellious to be booze free, but it's a beautiful life. And, um, So surround yourself with sober support, be kind to yourself, Um, give yourself some grace because you are doing something that is against the norm and you're doing something to better yourself, better your life and, you know, make your relationships around you even stronger. That's been a huge thing with becoming booze free and
0: just know that you
1: can do it and you're not alone.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And where can people find you?
1: People can find me at No Booze Babes on Instagram, and um, so I am one year sober on August second, and I actually have something really exciting coming out. Ooh! For one year to okay.
0: celebrate,
1: and I am super excited. So check out my page. Stay tuned. Um, there's a lot of exciting things coming.
0: Okay. Awesome. August second. Stay locked. <laughs> I love yes. it. Shay, thank you so, so much for sharing your stories and experience. It was such a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thank you, Jessica. And thank you for all that you do. And it's just been so wonderful to talk to you and, um, you know, learn more about you and talk about this beautiful boost free life.
0: Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> How lovely is Shay? And yeah, she's right. This is a beautiful booze-free life, and I am so, so grateful for you listening to this podcast and being a part of our community. As always, I couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening, and please like, subscribe, leave us feedback about the podcast. We love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at A Sober Girls Guide, and the blog, head to sobergirlsguide.com. Now, not only is this your one-stop shop for how-tos and tips and tricks about sobriety and recovery but it is also your place to get your sober girl swag we have new collections out and this is the perfect way to wear your sobriety and recovery loud and proud and look cute while you're doing it thank you so much for listening have a great day